This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. And I am your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Question of the day. Yesterday is really quick. The answer to combining this exercise with balance exercises have been shown to improve balance more effectively than balance exercises alone. Name the exercise. It is eye exercises. And again, you can always answer these on the RushToReason.com website. Today's impossible question. Again, answer this on the website as well. Curry has many health benefits. How many of its benefits is Andy missing out on by not eating curry? Because we've all heard that Andy does not like curry. So that is the question of the day. Curry has many health benefits. How many of its benefits is Andy, my co-host on Tuesdays and Fridays, how many benefits is Andy missing out on by not eating curry? Answer that again on the RushToReason.com website. Paul, welcome. Paul Canamar, how are you doing today, sir? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it very much. Sure. Uh, you know, a lot going on when it comes to Biden documents, money from China to the Penn Center. Where do you want to start? Well, uh, I guess we could start with uh, the latest news uh, uh, today. Well, actually, yesterday, Hunter Biden's attorney filed a complaint with the Justice Department claiming that uh, those who uh, uh, revealed the information in his laptop are violating his privacy yep. and, and various uh, uh, statutes and so forth. Uh, and, you know, that's a desperate attempt on his part to deflect attention away from the uh, uh, shady dealings and influence peddling that was revealed on, on his laptop, as well as deflect from what's going on with the I classified documents that uh, the FBI found at uh, Joe Biden's uh, uh, home, uh, the Biden Center here in D.C. Um, so this is uh, getting to be really uh, a messy deal here. Uh, but I think what's going to uh, get to the bottom of it is the House uh, Oversight and Accountability Committee chaired by Congressman James Comer from Kentucky uh, we'll be having hearings in the next uh, couple weeks and getting to the bottom of this, especially from our view, uh, the National Legal and Policy Center. We filed a complaint against uh, the Biden Center and the University of Pennsylvania for getting all this Chinese money. Uh, we filed a complaint in 2020. Uh, they were getting Chinese money, some $63 million wow. uh, back then, and another 20 since that time. And uh, uh, 22 million of that was anonymous, so we don't. Don't you know where it came from? 
That's right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of uh, connections to be made here because the Chinese influence is such that as we know that Hunter Biden was on the take with this Chinese energy company getting uh, uh, tons of money from them. And, uh, uh, you know, he had access uh, to these classified documents in uh, the family home there in Delaware. So we're calling upon uh, the FBI to not only search the home in the beach house, uh, but also Hunter Biden's uh, residences and places he he, he uh, hung out because on his laptop there's some interesting emails that uh, uh, suggest that he had access to classified information because he was uh, briefing one of his uh, contacts about the uh, oligarch situation in Russia and it was very sophisticated information that uh, Hunter would not come about on his own so uh, there's a question whether he had access to some classified yeah. documents. Agreed. So, now, yeah. and really quick, too, we were talking about this, you know, Charlie, my engineer, and I, before we came on air today. And, and the other thing that I think is sort of strange about Hunter and these lawsuits, is he not, in fact, then admitting that this was my laptop? I mean, up to this point, they've kind of denied all of that. Now, if, if I'm not mistaken, Paul, he's admitting, yeah, that was mine. Well, yeah, that's a good point, and, and, and that, that that does make sense that by uh, uh, claiming that this information stolen from his laptop violated uh, some statutes and so forth, he, of course, has to admit uh, implicitly, if not explicitly, that, uh, yeah, that's my laptop. So I think the jig is up on that. Uh, uh, no, and, rem- and again, I want to go back in time a little bit, because keep in mind, we had a, yep. com- and a complete administration, the Department of Justice and so on, that was denying that was his laptop. We had social media and all the big tech saying, this is false. If you put any of that kind of information up, they denied it. They actually took it off. They, they even deplatformed some people for talking about right. that. Yet we've got Hunter today even saying it was my laptop. Yeah, that's right. And, and even now the major media has finally realized that, yes, uh, their experts have verified that this laptop was genuine and that uh, it wasn't uh, uh, altered, et cetera. So he can't keep that fiction going anymore, especially after uh, yesterday filing this complaint. But that's, again, a desperate attempt to avoid not only the classified document problem that his dad's facing, but Hunter himself uh, is under investigation for the last two years by the U.S. attorney here in Delaware, for uh, a tax violation and a gun registration violation where he, uh, uh, in his form application for uh, a license, said uh, he did not use any drugs. (laughs) (laughs) We all know that's not true. Yeah, right. I mean, we even got the videos. We got pictures, videos, everything else to prove that otherwise, Paul, so that's laughable. That's sort of a a nickel and dime violation, Uh, and what I'm hoping they don't do is uh, get him to uh, a plea deal on that uh, and avoid the larger issue of the China influence because right. part of right. the complaint we filed with the Justice Department uh, that we allege is that he and the Biden Center should have been registered as foreign agents of China under the Foreign Agents Registration Act because uh, that prohibits people who uh, uh, U.S. people who get money from a foreign source and do the bidding and lobbying 
on behalf of those uh, foreign sources. And Hunter was doing that by uh, getting people to meet uh, uh, people uh, when his dad was vice president and so forth. So the Biden Center itself, uh, we think, was basically a a money laundering operation Mm. for getting this Chinese money uh, to pay uh, the Biden Center, plus Joe Biden himself, because after he left the uh, White House uh, in 2017, uh, uh, once Trump got in, uh, he uh, started to give a few lectures at the University of Pennsylvania and was paid $900,000 plus wow. for a handful of lectures. And uh, so they don't say where that money is coming from. So the House uh, Oversight Committee has sent a letter that's to the, uh, the University of Pennsylvania demanding all the financial China money coming in to hmm. that university and how it got routed hmm. to Biden and the Biden Center. So we'll see hopefully in a couple uh, weeks, maybe a couple months, how this shakes okay. out. Paul, what's the best place folks can find you, sir? Yeah, uh, best place is just go to our website, uh, nlpc.org. If that's for National Legal and Policy Center, uh, nlpc.org. You'll see our various complaints with the Justice Department and so forth and some of the evidence we've uncovered okay. and uh, what we're up to going after. Well, and as you get more updates on this, please let us know. Have you back on. Love to do it, Paul. Oh, you bet. I appreciate it very much. You're very welcome. Paul Kaminar, appreciate it very much. And again, folks, it's nlpc.org. Gino's Auto Service coming up next. Anything you need when it comes to your vehicle, keep it well-maintained and problem-free. Gino's can do that for you. 303-794-6700. Take advantage of Geno's Alignment and Tire Rotation Special for $99.99. Snow has stayed on the ground thanks to cold temperatures, creating potholes and other driving hazards. We all know tires have a way of finding those holes, wreaking havoc on your car's suspension. Also know that an alignment and tire rotation will help get even wear and longer life out of your tires. For over 40 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, we'll back up our work with Napa's nationwide peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Don't forget to check out all Geno's Google reviews for a good snapshot of the business. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We are AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Take advantage of Geno's $99.99 alignment and tire rotation special. Some restrictions apply. See Geno's for details. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Hey, folks, when it comes to windows and doors or anything for that matter, do not let someone pressure you into making a same-day decision on what you need to do when it comes to that purchase. Dave Bancroft at Veteran Windows and Doors will never do that. He wants you to take your time and not have any buyer's remorse at all. Call Dave today if there's anything you need when it comes to windows and doors, 303-529-0720. You signed with another window company, and now there's a sinking feeling in your stomach. You paid too much, and you didn't get what you really wanted. Veteran Windows and Doors won't accept buyer's remorse. That's because they work on a relational model, ensuring you get what you really want from all the options available to you. When you make a purchase with Veteran Windows and Doors, you'll know it was the right choice because they prove it to you. Not only through their five-year installation guarantee or lifetime warranty, but they also beat their competition's prices by 30 to 50% because they want to save you money wherever they can, even if it's a negligible amount. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want to be the most profitable. They want to give the customer a higher quality product, installation, and to give them what they want at a lower price. Get what you want 
Call Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors before you sign on a dotted line. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Get 50% off in the month of February only when you mention KLZ Radio. Group insurance analysts. And again, folks, anything you need, business, health, home, auto, you name it, GIA can do it all, e-gia.com or call 303-423-0162. It pays to shop for health insurance. Plans and prices change every year. Get the best plan at the best price for your health and financial needs. Call GIA Risk Management, your local enrollment center, today at 303-423-0162, extension 100. GIA Risk Management is certified by Connect for Health Colorado, Colorado's official health insurance marketplace. Make an appointment today by calling 303-423-0162, extension 100. Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less. Email John Rush right now to get your operation running for you again. Set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. And we are back. John from Wyoming, what's going on? Hey, John Rush. I was listening to your show, and I heard something about balance. Yeah, it was our question of the day from yesterday, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Exercise has been shown to improve your overall balance more effectively than just balance exercises alone, and those are eye exercises. That's the answer. Okay, so I heard it correctly. So um, my dad made it almost 102 years old. Wow. And... What we would do is go to those health fairs, you know, okay. get your yep. blood yep. analyzed each year, which is a really reasonable way to assess what's going Agree. on. And our, you know, I'm 66, he was almost 102. The only difference <clears throat> was the thyroid. So he was a doctor, and he goes, well, maybe we should, you know, get some liquid thyroid or whatnot. And he went, he was walking almost a mile a day. Wow. At 99 and 100. And then when it pushed to 101, he started to lose his balance. All I'm saying to people is think about a thyroid supplement to improve your balance because we almost got him back to where he didn't need a cane or a walker anymore. Wow. He, He lasted as long as he lasted. And I'm not saying it's going to work for everybody, but it's uh, something to think about. That's pretty amazing, John. No, I, I think, you know, to me, those are, you know, real world, uh, you know, your own real world studies, if you would. And to your point, doesn't yep. mean it's going to work for everybody. But, 
Right. You know, my wife's grandmother's 99. We just saw her over the weekend. We went down to Arizona. She does great. Has a little bit of issue at times balance-wise. And, yeah, no, I will, we'll, we'll pass this information along for sure, John. Yeah. So, it, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. But my dad was a doctor, and he was very self-observant. He would go, hmm. hmm. When, when you get to that age, you can't just go to a hospital or a... Nope. You know, they you're out of the... Yep. You're, you're, you're beyond the... Their realm. You're correct. So, yeah, because right. really, to your point, I'm glad you said that, because when you get to be that age, they sort of have, I, I'm not trying to be mean here, John, but they sort of already written you off thinking, wait a minute, you know, you've yeah. already made it to this age. What else can we do for you in the first place? So no offense, right. you're not high on their priority list. Right. And they're good people and everything. They're young. And they, they go, well, the studies say this, but the studies, you know, they don't apply anymore. So all I'm saying is, so these, these blood tests at the health fair, great, simple observation mm. of where you stand. Good point. And we, we figured out the thyroid thing, and we almost brought him back to where he was, you know, walking like he used to, and it's uh, pretty neat. That's pretty so, amazing, John, actually. That, that yeah. really is. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. 102. That's awesome. Yeah. Have a great day. You too, John. Appreciate that very much. Man, that is just... Fabulous. And really quick, I'll interject here really quick, and I think John could probably attest to this. When you get a chance, and this is for any of you listening, any of you get a chance to talk to somebody that's that age, late 90s, in his case, his dad was 102, you can hear stories and learn things that you frankly are not going to learn anywhere else. And I mean that. It is not like watching the History Channel or anything along those lines. You're literally hearing from the horse's mouth what things were like in a particular era, decade, whatever the case may be. I was having a conversation with uh, my wife's grandmother, you know, really just this past weekend and talking about, you know, the Depression and, and what happened at that time and how did she survive and how did their family survive. Of course, they had a farm, and so they were able to grow all their own food, had their own meat and so on, and made it a lot easier for them to be able to make ends meet. But it was still very, very difficult. In that particular time, her dad had to go out and get another job outside of the farm just to be able to make all of the ends meet and was very fortunate to even have a job in the first place because a lot of folks during the Depression had no job. And and it was just it's fascinating to listen to people of that age, the different things they've gone through. And you think about that, you know, in almost 100 years, or in John's case, over 100 years, and granted, they don't remember everything from birth, but you start remembering things from when you're, you know, three, four, five years of age. So to really remember things from, you know, 95 years ago to today and all the changes that they have seen happen over those years, it's absolutely mind-boggling to listen to them at times in, in the things that used to be a certain way that, frankly, aren't any longer. And it, to me, it's just it's just fascinating, and I think any time any of you out there listening get a chance to sit down and have those conversations, and in my case, you know, get to see even some of the old picture books and some of the things that used to happen back then and different things that were going on and so on. I mean, to me, it's just fascinating. It's history that you get to learn in a completely different way than you would learn it any other way. It literally is from the, you know, quote-unquote horse's mouth. You get to, You get to hear and see things that you wouldn't otherwise do. And to me, you know, the older generation has a vast amount of knowledge and things that they can pass down to us that in a lot of cases we don't pay as much attention to as we probably should. 
Uh, th- there is a vast array of wisdom there that we could all learn something from, and I don't think we do as good a job with it. It's what really bothered me the most during COVID is we had folks like that in nursing homes, in, in assisted living, in places like that, that we did not protect. In fact, we had governors that were taking COVID-sick individuals, putting them into those, those particular areas I just mentioned, causing more havoc, literally killing people by doing so. And yet we had everybody else staying home protecting themselves. What was wrong with that picture, by the way? I mean, I know I'm going back to our first hour with Dr. Kelly, but literally, what's wrong with that picture? We had literal governors that were taking COVID patients, had COVID, putting them into nursing homes and assisted living, thereby infecting a lot of people and and having folks die that would not have otherwise, and yet we were telling everybody else to stay home and stay protected. If that isn't sick and twisted, tell me what is. Those of you that are on the left, by the way, because it was left governors, lefty governors that did that, you guys on the left, tell me how that was okay and how that was an okay thing to do by those governors. And yet everybody else got locked in. Restaurants were shut down. We had this entire system of, you know, you're an essential business, you're not, which, by the way, is total garbage also because all businesses are essential. They're essential to their family to make money. So don't go around telling me what's essential and what's not because it's total crap. But we had governors doing that. And we were gullible enough, not me, but we in general, populace, was, was gullible enough to go along with that nonsense. And we still have people today running around with masks on, getting the jab, thinking all that's okay. They are dumb as rocks. I have no other way to say it. Dumb as rocks. Study after study after study proves everything I just said is correct. And yet we have got people running around still believing all that garbage. I can't believe they're that dumb. But it's what the public indoctrination system called public schools has done over the years. Sorry, folks, I have no, re- other, I have no other answer for it. It's what the indoctrination camps have done. They have made them gullible. They have made them lemmings. They have made them believe anything that will be told to them by their mainstream media and their own government, and they are dumb as rocks. And for a lot of them, it's going to cost them their lives. Sorry, I hate to say that, but it's going to because of how gullible they all were. All right, I'll leave it at that. Extreme Auto Repair coming up next. And take care of your vehicle, and it will take care of you. Extreme can do that. They've got a way to brighten up your headlights. They've got batteries, tires, you name it. You can do it all. 303-841-1071 or klzradio.com. Winter is brutally hard on your vehicle. Extreme driving conditions happen every winter, and from maintenance to emergency repairs, you need a shop that you can count on. Colorado winters are hard on all the components of your car, especially with the fluctuating temperatures. So you want an expert diagnosing your vehicle. Extreme Auto has six master mechanics, all dedicated to properly evaluating any issues and getting your vehicle repaired correctly, quickly, and without anything you do not need. They also offer their customers both towing services and free loaner options, so you always have a vehicle to use and a way to get around. Whether you need regular maintenance or have an urgent need, you can trust Extreme Auto to get you back on the road. For the right maintenance and repairs to prevent serious issues with your vehicle, call Extreme Auto Repair this winter for service that you can rely on at klzradio.com slash extreme. Set up an appointment today. Call 303-841-1071. 
303-841-1071. Speaking of maintenance, by the way, Absolute Electric Heating and Air, when it comes to your furnace, they can take care of that as well. 720-526-0231. You just found out that you need to replace your furnace, and you have no idea where that money is going to come from. Relax. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has peace of mind financing with low monthly payments and interest as low as 0%. Financing is available no matter what kind of service you need and is available via your technician so you can get what you need done faster and easier than with any other company. The replacement you need can be affordable and stress-free for you and your family with a culture of service, excellence, and growth. Absolute is committed to your satisfaction. They ensure that with their Absolute guarantee. You deserve to be at ease. Ask about your financing options when scheduling any service with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, and for all of you listening that have any kind of a plumbing need or you want to do an upgrade of any kind, High Five Plumbing can do that for you. This number is easy, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbers are not your average plumbers. The culture of teamwork, support, and positivity means that every call ends in a high five. High Five Plumbing wants your applications because they are currently hiring plumbing technicians, plumbing apprentices, plumbing installers, warehouse and delivery positions, customer service representatives, dispatch, and marketing roles. High Five wants their employees to feel valued, and they offer competitive benefits to prove it. Team members enjoy benefits including full medical, vision, and dental packages, 401k options, unlimited time off with approval, maternity or paternity leave, paid time off, competitive pay, and bonuses. Work with a growing company, make an impact on your local community, and help people when they need it most. Visit HighFivePlumbing.com slash careers to apply or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing to learn more about current opportunities. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends in a high five. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. As I said earlier, Scott Garlis joining us now from Stansbury. Scott, welcome. How are you? Hey, Jenna. Well, how are you this evening? Doing very well. So we saw yesterday what we pretty, or sorry, I guess it was, was it yesterday or today that the Fed raised it? I'm sorry, I lose track of time. Yesterday, right? Yes, yesterday, yes, yeah. So we saw what we really kind of predicted, and I guess the question for you is, what were some of the comments coming out of Powell, and what do you think they do next? Yeah, so uh, Jerome Powell really turned hawkish. Yesterday. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, he really turned dovish yesterday. And when I say hawkish and dovish, um, hawkish means you're inclined to raise interest rates, while dovish means you are inclined to cut interest rates. Um, and 
So one of the really interesting things to me that came out of Powell was um, Powell said we're start we're in the early stages we're in the early stages of disinflation. Okay. Um, and so what he's talking about is we're really starting to see prices drop in a lot of different metrics. Um, they also said as part of their statement, the Fed noted that inflation is starting to ease, and that is the first time in this process that they've said inflation is starting to ease. Now, the, the one sector where they said they're not seeing prices really drop yet is housing, but they did note that housing has a much longer lag in other sectors, and that should be starting to roll over very soon. And that's the one area, again, that I will completely disagree with them on. I may be wrong, and we may see some big housing cuts across the country, but I don't believe it will be nationwide. I think there'll be pockets where we see some dips, but there's going to be other pockets where you might even see some increases because housing, and this is something I don't know why the Fed doesn't understand, is still still supply and demand. And when there's X amount of people out there that need a roof over their head and there's not enough of them to be had, the prices still stay up. Yeah, very much Excuse me. Very much so. Um, yeah, and so what we're seeing with the S&P Case Shiller and the FHFA, uh, Federal Housing Finance uh, Association or Authority, um, so what there's some of their metrics on a sort of annualized basis, the prices are coming down a little bit. It's not huge, but it's, it's coming down, you know, a few percent from where it was back in uh, I want to say like June, July was the peak, and year over year it's starting to roll. So, you know, we're going up against really tough comps. It's not going to be this massive nope. like 50% drop. No. Nope. If, if we get 2 3% even, Scott, I, I mean, I, again, I could be wrong, and there may be a, a bigger one coming. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I again, if, if there is bigger ones coming, I think those are pockets across the country, not on a, you know, large scale city by city basis. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. And, uh, you know, all the guys I talk to that are in that industry, they're not talking, they're not seeing a lack of business right now. But if we do see, a, you know, a two to three percent rollover, um, you know, that would be, you know, because it's such a big part of inflation, you know, that two to three percent, you know, if you start to see that deflate, that would make a big difference. Now, I've read stuff too that said fifty-six percent of all CPI components are in deflation mode at this point. I mean, that's that's a big deal. Um, that's things are slowing down, and as we said, like the problem with this is if the Fed keeps going and starts to make that a lot worse, you know, then then you really start to have some big economic problems and what you start to see is people really go into a shell. And what you don't want to do is they've gone far enough, and if they go too far and you really have consumers just completely pull back altogether, that's when things get dangerous. Okay, so along those lines, it's not my notes, but I thought I'd throw this in because it's kind of the right time. You saw Michael Burry, I'm sure, this week. For those of you that don't know, he was the guy that was portrayed by Christian Bale in the big short, where back in 08 predicted really the fall and the crash of the housing market. Uh, He actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think I read, Scott, where he basically said, sell on Twitter and then deleted his account account right after. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I know Michael Burry, too, has been calling for a big crash in corporate earnings. Um, You know, and there's a guy over at uh, Morgan Stanley, Mike Wilson, 
has been saying the same thing. And right now, it's, it's yet to really show up. A lot, excuse me, a lot of what we've seen so far, his numbers aren't great, but they're not horrible. They're, they're better than feared is the best way to say that. And the problem with that is Wall Street, because the stock, the NASDAQ, Dow Jones, it's a uh, auction market. When things are better than feared, it can mean that prices stay up. So I can understand why Michael Burry, who is very much a fundamental valuation investor, right. um, he doesn't like what he sees right now. And, and one I don't of like what I see either, but I don't think it's as dire as he yeah. thinks. Exactly. I think you know one of the things Powell did say, like the whole way up, they've been saying, we need to see job losses go up, we need to see unemployment go up. But he did, when somebody asked him about that, they said, well, as your thought changed on the unemployment numbers? And he said, you know what? It's just He basically admitted what we've been talking about. The economy is structurally changed in terms of the labor force, and we're starved for labor force because of what happened during COVID, mm-hmm. and they're not going to come back like they did. So he said, you know what? It's actually a good thing because it's underpinning the economy, and, and this really kind of helps orchestrate the soft landing we're looking for. And there have been layoffs, as you know. In fact, we, you know, I don't know if you and I yep. talked about it last week. I think we, we kind of touched on it. I talked about it a little bit more on, on other days. But, you know, the reality is we've got some of the big tech laying off. I think some of that's just because they get so fat and bloated. They realize after Twitter yeah. lays off X amount of people that there's X amount of people laying around they just don't need. So they're looking at that in the same way. And even investors are, are you know, are on boards and so on saying, guys, you got to cut some of this. We don't need this much bloat. You could cut things back yeah. and we could all make more money at the end of the day, have higher dividends and so on. And that's exactly what some of these guys are doing. Now, these are individuals that Scott, in my opinion, some will find their way back into the workforce. Some, frankly, because they've had a cush job at Google that probably have never worked a day in their life, might be working at Starbucks when it's all said and done, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Pardon me, you make me laugh. Um, that, that is a whole other conversation. It's, look, I, I think what we wind up seeing come out of these situations like this um, government gets involved in stuff, inevitably it winds up screwing up industries, whatever else it touches. And it's just, it's unfortunate, but it, we have to be reminded of this every time and again. But what's really great about America and what usually really pans out for the American economy is that this is when the entrepreneurs step forward and when Americans get created. And industry usually winds up figuring it out and taking care of the situation and writing it on its own. Um, and I just, I think that's what we're going to see, and we're starting to see really drag us through this. And can we still go into a recession? Sure we can. But I, I don't think it's going to be as awful as some of these guys like a Michael Burry have been talking about. Well, and the reality is, and you and I have talked about this before, in a way we've sort of been in a recession by definition we're already yep. there and it's just really kind of a continuation it'll be interesting when we come out of this when they say it actually started and when we got out of it but you and i both agree i think we've we've said for a while now we're in one a mild one but we're in one and i think again our predictions that you and i had even a while back are going to come true you and i both said that we're going to have a milder but longer lasting recession than we've had in the past you better be ready for it and frankly that's what's happening in my opinion yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely um, things sort of you know, we technically went into one early last year. Now, people in the government didn't want to admit that. They're like, no, no, that's not the case. But, it, it, you know, it happened, and, and by all standards, that's, that's been the way it is. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, resets are ultimately good things. I mean, that's that's what makes us better and stronger on the other side. It, it gets rid of the weak players, so the healthy players, the guys that do a good job of managing their business and running it to be profitable, they become more successful on the right. other end, and we have a stronger you know, economy on the other side. So I, I just think this is a lot of this is a natural part of the process. And the Fed... It's probably gone way too far. I mean, not probably. They've gone too far on rate hikes. Yeah, they have. I think what we're going to find is in the back half of this year, they're going to have to cut because it's, it's going to be too painful. Now, we saw the Bank of England this morning. They came out. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great signal. Let's talk about that. Go ahead. That's perfect. Yeah. So they raised interest rates by uh, 50 basis points or half a percent to 4%. What they did, though, was they surprised the market. They said, you know, there's a chance we might not raise anymore. Um, people thought they were still going to raise going forward, but they said, you know, we're causing too much economic pain at this point. They said, if we hike again, it's going to be a slower pace, but there's a chance we may not. Mm-hmm. They think they're going to hit a, have a recession you know, for the next five quarters. Um, so they're, they're worried about, if they keep going, how much worse it will make things there. Um, we also had the European Central Bank came out and raised rates this morning, they also did a half of a basis or 50 basis points or a half percent. They said they're going to do another, which is expected, but then they said they're going to step back and reassess after that. So I think these guys are recognizing, you know, we're, we're getting yeah. to that point where if we keep pressing the gas pedal, we're going to have a much bigger problem. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I had a guy the other day, we were talking just yesterday about this, and you know, I I kind of described it, and he he agreed. You know, in, in a way, this is your gas pedal analogy is great. They've had their their foot on the gas, they're going full bore, they're rolling along. And by the way, that you know, they started way too late in doing so. They got caught really asleep at the wheel. You know, what happened was they were they were texting at the stoplight. All the other cars in yep. front of them started to move forward and got way down the road. They realized, oh, wow, I guess we better get after it. So they floor it, literally trying to catch up to the pack. And I feel now, Scott, what's happening is literally that, you know, there's brake lights ahead of them. They're not really noticing those brake lights. And if they're not careful, they're going to come crashing into the back of the cars in front of them because they were, they were so worried about catching up, they have forgotten how fast they're going. Yeah, they're either going to give somebody whiplash or break their back. Exactly. Is, you know, yeah, that's how I see it. I could be whiplash. wrong, but that's how I see it. No, I, it's, I think that's a great analogy. That That is what's happening. I think, you know, Powell, he was, he was really listening and watching that co- uh, press conference yesterday. He, was, he really struck sort of a sheepish tone. It was a very different Jerome Powell than we've seen in a while. Um, so that really tells me that they're just, they're pretty much done. If they if they go again in March, I, I, I really think that's it. Okay. All right. Now, you I know, think the other thing we need to remind everybody of sure. is not here, but in England and in European Central Bank, especially, you know, those guys were negative rates for a while. So while they still may be, yeah. you know, ticked a little bit below us, keep in mind, they always have been to the point where when we were at, you know, zero to a quarter to a half as far as Fed fund rates go, they were they were negative. They were paying you to put money, you know, the opposite. You know, you had to pay them to put money in the bank. Yeah, the ECB, I want to say, was like 11 years. Uh, and they were, they were at negative 0.5%. It just it, it wasn't working, um, so they they overstayed their welcome again. It just so now they're the reason they're still going is they're trying to play catch up to where we are. Right. 
How, how close do they, you know, this is a question for you that, that you know, yeah. I don't know if we've ever really talked about in, in specifics, but how, you know, I mean, I know they're monitoring what we do here on a constant basis because what we do has an effect upon the entire world, but how close to our rates do they want to be? Um, I don't think they want to be exactly where we are, but I, I would say they're probably going to want to be within a percent. Okay. Maybe maybe, maybe a percent. Of and, and the reason for that is why? Um, I mean, it's, it's all relative to their what they think they need to do from an inflation standpoint. Um, and what they're, you know, you got to remember the problem, like, I'm not a big fan of the euro because what works for the northern part of Europe doesn't work for the southern True. part of Europe. I mean, you have countries in southern Europe, like Italy, that's got 125% that's GDP ratio versus Germany that's at 58% or, you know, Denmark. <clears throat> the guys in the, the northern part of Europe tend to be very fiscally disciplined, and the countries, I want to say France is around 100%. Spain's, I don't even know what the number is. They're, they're even worse. I mean, <clears throat> so they're, they have much less fiscal discipline. They spend a lot. You know, think about Greece. I mean, the big problem with Greece right. the Greece debt crisis was right. everybody was on the government's dole, and so the taxes the government was taking back in the door was money they were handing out. I mean, that's not really a revenue base. So it's, you know, Europe. Europe's biggest problem is not everybody can handle a massive rate hike. True. So they have to be very careful. Okay. Makes total sense. Really quick, shifting gears, and we didn't talk about this, and pardon the pun, but the automotive world, I mean, you and I had really predicted, or at least I had, that I didn't see much gains in the new car end of things as far as, you know, production and getting cars on lots and having inventory yeah. and so on until about 2024. I don't think I'm going to be too far off in my predictions unless you hear something, you know, at Wall Street that I, I am not aware of. What what are you hearing and what are your thoughts there? You know, everybody there is sort of, seems like they're making this big push into, into EVs right now, right, because of the government incentives and all the other stuff, but you know, shifting gears on that stuff, I mean, that, that takes investment time and, and money, and that's that's not a great thing. So, I, to me, that, that hurts your business for a while. And then what's going on with semiconductors? I mean, are you still hearing guys having problems getting hold of chips? I mean, I'm hearing a lot of these semiconductor companies are, are now starting to run the gluts. They're running the glut on certain types of – I'm glad you brought that up. They're running the, They're running a glut yeah. on – consumer electronic chips, but unfortunately, because of how far behind the automotive world was and even the type of chips they needed and the fact that they really haven't even fully retooled to update the things that they've got going on, yeah. no, there are still vehicles being delivered today that do not have all of the equipment necessary and or what the customer ordered. It's getting better on the automotive side, but no, it is not completely fixed yet. So I would think that should improve um because, so, what what that's saying is that with consumer electronics, those chips are higher margin for the memory makers, the chip makers. So, when they're in high demand versus car chips, which tend to be lower margin, they're going to tool their systems to make more chips that make them more money. Right. I get it. They're running the business. Right. So, it, it takes time to retool. So, what my guess would be, because there, a lot of these guys are talking about customers having inventory gloss, it's going to take time to work through you'll start to see more chips go into automotive because guys need cash flow and revenue flow, too. Yep. No, um, I, I agree with that. I think so, that's right. I think the other thing, too, that we have to remember on the automotive side, and again, I don't see I don't see anybody printing this or talking about this. And granted, I don't subscribe yeah. to every single automotive 
you know, magazine that's out there. But but the one thing that I don't hear anybody mentioning, and I think what's happening right now is the automakers are pooling their cars for delivery into three groups. One, state, local governments, two, fleets, three, the retail customer. They're trying to satisfy the need of each one of those segments, knowing they've got three sectors of their business that they got to make sure they're at least trying to take care of or those people are going to leave and go someplace else. That includes government, fleet, and the retail customer. So they're doing their best to kind of filter vehicles into each one of those three. The problem is all three of those have a backlog of customers that want vehicles. That includes the retail public as well. And Scott, I just think there's so much backlog. They're looking at at least two years, maybe longer, to even fill orders that are backlogged in every one of those areas. And, and at the end of the day, again, the retail customer is not going to find cars on lots anytime soon. Interesting. Uh, you know, Ford put up bad numbers uh, this evening. Um, the stock fell. One of their problems is they're saying they, they, they left money on the table because they can't satisfy all the demand they have. Hmm. So you mean yeah, I'm right? That's a, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they also, I'm looking so, I'm looking at it right now. Too. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not gloating. I just know the industry, and, and like I've told you, here's my other thought, and I think it's coming true right now as we speak. These guys, Scott, trust me, they have known now for a very long time this day was coming. Yeah. They have been snookering their investors. They have been snookering all the people on Wall Street. It's finally starting to show up because they can't hide it anymore. And believe me, their their stock is going to go down even more than this. I would not own any automotive stock right now. If I did, I. I would put I would put some sort of a I, I'm not a stock market guy so I don't know how you would actually I think you put a put on or something in other words I would bet against yeah, them going down because that's exactly what's going to happen yeah if you if you buy a put in the options market you you would want to put you put it out yep you know like as far as you can yep well and basically what you're betting on is the stock price is going to go down and by buying that put option you're buying the option to put it somebody else at a lower price. And believe me, that's going to happen. So there's going to be some folks who make some money on that because believe me, that's going to happen with maybe not every automaker, but I can tell you right now, Ford and GM for sure. Well, I'm looking at I'm looking through this Ford uh, report really quickly too and saying that one of the big problems is their costs are ramping up because of uh, their expansion to electric vehicles. Yep. So they're, they're initiating a $3 billion cost savings. Yeah, it's, it's the same stuff. And that to me says, you know, look, the, the auto industry sometimes for Ford GM, the, the margins can be tough because of the competition. Right. So by the time all these guys finally get their electric vehicles rolled out, the big margins that Tesla seen for electric vehicle sales are probably going to compress. Yep. And it's not going to be as great as they think it is. You got it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, anyways, that, those are my predictions. I guess we'll see what happens in the automotive world, but that's my thought. I mean, I would not be owning any stock unless it was some sort of a way I could make money on it going down. Because, frankly, it's going to. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of investing in auto stocks. I just don't. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. Hundred percent. Scott, how do folks find you? Speaking of all that. Sure. Stansberryinvestor.com. Um, come check out all of our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff. We're there to help the little guy. Scott, always appreciate it very much. And, uh, again, we'll talk next week. Hey, really quickly. Yes. There is Bear Jackson. Bear Jackson you went to last week. Oh, yeah. No, I've got a minute or so. Uh, actually, surprising. Price is up. If you were there, you would not know there was any dip in the economy any way, shape, or form. People were spending money not only on cars, but to get in the gates, which isn't cheap at all, food, and so on. Scott, you wouldn't have known there was a hiccup in the economy at all by being there. 
Huge and going for big money. So, no, there was no dip in that at all. No kidding, man. None. That's, that's something else. I was shocked, actually. Huh. I did not think I'd see that, but that's exactly the way it was. My, uh, I meant to tell you, my father-in-law owned a couple of body shops, and uh, he used to go out to that stuff all the time. He loved it. Mm, awesome. That was a good time. It's always great, yeah. and if, if any of you listening have never been, you need to. It should be on your bucket list. Even if you're not a car guy, it's worth going to just to see all the things that happen. But, no. Scott, good stuff, man, as always. Appreciate it. We'll talk next week. Thanks for your time. You betcha, man. Take care. And, no, everything everything he just said when it comes to the auto side of the fence, yeah, I, I, if you guys have money in auto stocks, I'm, I'm not a stockbroker and can't tell you what to do, but I wouldn't. Anyways, Flesh and Beck's coming up next. Kevin Flesh, anything you need when it comes to your legal end of things, give Kevin a call today, 303-806-8886, or find him at fleshlawfirm.com, and his name is spelled F-L-E-S-C-H. Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. All right, Denver IT Security. If you've got a business and a network, which most businesses do, and you've got people using that network, which of course they do, you want to isolate those individuals, make sure that there's any kind of breach in their laptop or their computer, their PC, whatever it is, there's no issues on your network. John Canada has a way to make that happen. It's very unique, and most IT companies cannot do that. So talk to John today. Find out how that may assist you in the end. 720-593-6688. Your business is at risk without the proper protection for your network. Just one compromised computer means hackers can gain access to your entire network. John Kanata of Denver IT Security has industry-leading zero-trust security packages that gives you the freedom of network security wherever you go. Each computer is set up on its own secure network through a process called micro-segmentation, so hackers can't move freely throughout the whole network. They can also provide a team of professionals to monitor for any possible breaches. With Denver IT Security's Zero Trust Security Bundle, you've got a professional watching your back for you. Between their comprehensive security package and a team of security experts watching for suspicious activity, your staff can work just as securely and productively from home, airports, and coffee shops as they do from your office. And you will have peace of mind knowing that you're covered every time. Get network security that works seamlessly by partnering with John Kanata and Denver IT Security now. Call for a consultation today at 720-593-6688. That's 720-593-6688. Or visit klzradio.com slash security. All right, Solar Energy Partners, Alan Davis. Find out if your home is a good fit for solar and what your savings could be. 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill and you feel months worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. 
Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com slash sun. All right, for all of your financial needs, we do have somebody local that can advise you, much like Scott does here on Thursdays. And Scott can't do that on an individual basis, but Al Smith certainly can. 303-744-1128. You've spent your entire life working hard to provide for your family. Make sure your family will be provided for with appropriate life insurance and proper asset management through Golden Eagle Financial. Ensure that everything you've worked for doesn't end up being a crutch for your family. They should be well informed of what to do when you pass, so your lifelong hard work doesn't go to waste on expenses, bills, and funeral costs. When you plan proactively, you're also ensuring that your money is expertly positioned, so it has a higher likelihood to work favorably for your family. Working with Golden Eagle Financial today will give you the peace of mind that they will be provided for later. Get a fresh look at your financials for your family today by calling Golden Eagle Financial, 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. All right, tomorrow, don't forget movie reviews. Andy will have Infinity Pool and 80 for Brady. And then movie hour, rental hour is champions and winners. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. First hour replays next with Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.